what's up everyone you're listening to skeleton key podcast i'm your host kagan with me as always kagan and joins us yet again it's my brother tate tate how we doing i'm good how are you uh not too bad man not too bad a little wore out from the bike ride after work in the heat but you know gotta do it gotta do it oh shit so keith how you doing today man pretty good how are you yeah how are you you guys you guys have good days yeah nice dope 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 um okay yeah so this week we are um i decided not to do the serial killer episodes wanted to do just because you guys are going to snowshoe I, yeah actually yeah you're going to snowshoe when is that again friday friday how long's the ride down like seven and a half hours god it's not that bad <laughs> well i guess it's not bad yeah i've never been to what is it west virginia yeah i've never been to west virginia there's nothing I, out there but big mountains and that's it no houses or anything ever read glass castle the book? No, no, I have not. What's Glass Castle? Oh, it's about some. <clears throat> Never mind. Okay. It's too much to explain. Okay. Well, I don't, okay. I don't know what the, that sounds like. It wouldn't have any, anything to do with West Virginia, but oh no, it's in Hope, West Virginia, and like the girl who wrote the book, she was like poor, as shit. Oh, that's a really good book. Anyway, I'll look it up. Yeah, I, look it up. I, don't I just know. didn't know. Aren't the uh, Wrong Turn movies set in West Virginia? West Virginia. I don't know. I think they are. I think they might I mean, be. Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, me neither. I mean, look at those people. I mean, that's all I think about people from West Virginia is like those people, you know, just like the fucking weirdos. Uh, but yeah, but no, yeah, they're going to a snowshoe. So next week we, we will be back with um, a really, really good ass one. Okay, so um, yeah, guys, this week um, I've had this one on the back burner for a minute, actually. I've got a lot of like stuff saved, like, you know, like names and cases and shit, people saved up. So I've had this one on the back burner for a little bit. Um, so uh, this week we have the Richardson family murder, the pedo werewolf killer. Pedo werewolf? <laughs> yeah. Yeah the, yeah, the pedo werewolf killer. That sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least. So yeah, something like that. I told Tay, I told Tay what it was um, earlier, and so he had a pretty good idea. Okay, so let's just do a quick overview of this. I'm assuming you guys never heard of this case, actually, right? Yeah, I wrote it. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you. No, no, I don't know. So this is like you know, this is like one of those true crime cases. There, this kind of shit happens. There are thousands of these cases, but you just never hear about it because, well, like I said, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Uh, this one's only 2006, though. However, it's Canadian. So that's um large reason why a lot of, you know a lot of people haven't heard of it though. Um so anyways a quick overview. So uh the Richardson family murder is the 2006 Canadian familiacidal slaying of family members Mark, Deborah and Jacob Richardson at the hands of their daughter Jasmine and boyfriend Jeremy Steinke. Steink? Steink? I don't know. Uh so was he German? I no no Canadian. I think it was Steinke. Mm-hmm. It's like S T I N K E Steinke. I don't know. But, um, so this is like uh, our first one where, like, the family member helps out. Actually, we haven't had a, we haven't had like a, a, a familial slide. You know, like, like we're um, one family member or like a whole family's killed. We haven't had that yet, have we? No. I don't think we have. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think we have. So, yeah, so this is our first one. But the daughter helps out. And there's a lot of these cases. There's like, there's a couple, like, where the kids, like, do it, like, um, the Amityville Horror. Um, that, um, like, the murders that happened in that house, but like, the, um, the, uh, no, no, not the Amityville. The DeFeo family murders, in the um, I think it was seventies or eighties. That's that that was like done like the oldest son. He killed like his I think it was three or four siblings and his parents, and that's like we're in the in the um, Amityville house, like where that happened. Yes, yeah, like there's there's famous ones and there's a lot of them, but this is just one that I had never heard of until I, I am um, heard of it on Reddit. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's where I find all these at. So yeah, um, 
However, unlike many other family slayings, this one is one of those rare occurrences where a member of the immediate family is responsible for the planning and execution of the murder. So, in the end, though, Jasmine would dodge almost every one of her charges due to the fact that she was only 12 years old at the time of the murders. So, she was uh, 12 years old, and uh, Jeremy was 23. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. Wow. Sounds like you a little bit. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you! No, you can look a picture of this guy up. Actually, one of you do it. You'll see what I'm talking about here. You'll see. There's there's a special kind of guy that that you can like look at him and like they all like kind of look the same. Like they all date girls way younger than them. What was his name? Jeremy Steinke. S T E E I N K E. He's a goth. You guys, you guys have any luck? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) The fuck. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, take. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah, he uh, he looks a little rough around the edges. So, um, how did the so how did this fake punk bitch with slightly with um, slightly different and troubled parents end up helping a twenty three year old pedophile with delusions of grandeur over being a um, a werewolf lord um, a werewolf lord killer family? Well, let's get into it. Starting with their meeting at the Medicine Hat Mall in Alberta, Canada. So they are, he he. Obviously thinks he's a werewolf. He had, you're gonna get into it. He had a shitty, shitty childhood. Like the kind of like that a lot of the like serial killers that we cover have. Like, yeah, I, I, like we'll get into. It. But he just had a lot of problems. I think he tried to kill himself once too. Like oh. he had a lot of problems, and he, you, you'll get into. It. It's a mixture of like bad home life and drugs. Mm. You know, the two kind of go together. Um. So, anyways, they met them. Um, so, I, I, I also want to say this though. Um, the reason I said like her, like her parents were, you know, different and troubled in a way is like, you know, it, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree necessarily because her parents met, um, in the late eighties at a drug, um, addiction treatment center. So, I mean, you know, she kind of went like off the deep end, but it's not like her parents hadn't kind of, you know, also dabbled in that world at some point. It sounds like, you know what I mean? So, um, but no, yeah, she was like just your, your average kid, average kid at first. And then she got into the goth and punk scene, and that's how she met Jeremy. What? 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 what something wrong? No. With the goth or punk scene? No, you're the one who's brought it up, not me. No, I, I didn't, didn't say. I, 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 I didn't I, say you didn't have wrong. to. I didn't laugh. You did. No, you I chuckled. Didn't. You chuckled. I'm laughing at him. He's rubbing his nose on the microphone. Yeah, I see that. Will you stop doing that? It's gonna give interference on the him edit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So we're gonna get into their meeting. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with punk or or, or yeah, goth or punk. They're with Gothard Punk. This is an audio medium. They didn't see you just flip me off, asshole. So um, now we're, we're going to get to the Medicine Hat Mall meeting. Medicine Hat Mall meeting. So around mid-2005, Jasmine began to hang out with the local goth kids that would congregate at the local Medicine Hat Mall, and she dove head first into the fucking goth culture. Like I said, she was 12, um, but she, like with her makeup, she could pass like herself as like... 16 to 18 around the older kids like she had like an older like looking face and like with the makeup on she did she could look older than she was she like dyed her hair black you know black makeup um she even had a profile on a website called vampirefreaks.com you know the whole the whole nine yards the whole nine goth yards didn't you make an account on there <laughs> no i, I did no, he did. made an account grinder you gotta think about it. <laughs> did i still have i still have it no, not the grinder one, you fucking freak. <laughs> Leave and let be. So, um, Jasmine was one of the youngest 
younger, if not youngest people that would hang out within the goth circle. Um, so all the other members, mainly male, go figure, range, um, ranged in ages of 18 to 22. Um, but one of the goth group, um, like one of the members of the goth group stood up to Jasmine in particular. A black eyeliner, 23-year-old lost cause named Jeremy Steinke. Yeah, so this guy's lost. He's he's this guy's a, the lost cause of a freak show, essentially. That's that's how I would describe his childhood. Sounds fun. Yeah, I I like to think that like honestly we so before we get into this, there's nothing like yeah, okay yes this this kid's childhood was fucking was fucked up and shit like that and he did it was abusive and his mom was a piece of shit. But I mean I'm sure we we all knew kids like this like we are are we knew like one kid like this that like lived with his mom and they're poor. Or lived in a trailer, fucking, he didn't get taken care of at all. I'm sure we all knew someone like this at some point, didn't we? Yeah, he's in jail right now. <laughs> Shit, okay, well, um, <laughs> Keith, help me out here. You weren't even paying attention, were you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, well, um, so, Tay, never mind. I'm, I'm going to stop talking. But anyways, <laughs> you don't, they don't all turn out like this. trying to fix my mic. They don't all turn out, you sound fine. Oh, but no, yeah, so let's not... They don't all end up like this, although yours did. <laughs> um, so, Jeremy Steinke was born in 1983 to a trailer trash alcoholic named Jack Jacqueline May Steinke. So, throughout his childhood, Jeremy was physically and emotionally abused by both his mother and his various stepfathers, and was often bullied throughout his school years. So, like I said, you do see it in serial killers, like the bad and abusive upbringing, the, like, the, you know, the, um, the bullying. I'm not saying he was a serial killer. But I mean, like, there's some traits of it there. He did, and he did end up killing someone. But I, I doubt it would have gotten any farther than that. You know what I mean? I don't think mm-hmm. he wanted to kill anyone yeah. else. I think he was just a, a fucking idiot. Uh, so Steinke also took the Herbert Mullen route, albeit a little earlier, and began a years-long drug abuse cycle, trying both acid and mushrooms, often, often and in heavy, heavy amounts. Uh, did he also use his dick as an ashtray? <laughs> He didn't burn his dick. Like, he didnn't burn his dick with cigarettes. No. Oh, I'm sure he chain-smoked the fucking shit ton of them. He's goth. All they do is smoke cigarettes. That's all goth people do. So now we're labeling them? Every time I see a goth person, I think of goth people from South Park. You know? They're always <laughs> just hanging outside of, like, school, smoking cigarettes, dressed like 17th century vampires. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's fucking funny. So, um, anyways... Um, and most likely due to um, the drugs or, or whatever dark cloud he had floating like around his brain, Jeremy began to carry a vial of blood around his neck at all times and also claimed to be a 300-year-old werewolf. Mm-hmm. Twilight. So, no, no, see, that's, see, Tate, see, that's what he thought his life was going to be like as a werewolf. He thought it was going to be hot, you know, have six-pack abs, fucking be able to walk around shirtless and confident all the time and get a girl who's now a lesbian. But it, the but the thing is, it was not like that. He was bald, like homeless and had like black eyeliner and drug issues. And drug I'm issues, yeah. Fucking crackhead. And he's he, dude, he probably was a fucking crackhead. He did a bunch of drugs. But um so yeah, he thinks he's the drugs didn't help. Um but Tay essentially uh, I want to say I put this in my side <laughs> notes. He he here's what he actually thought he was Michael from um the from Underworld. Tate. Like that's what he that's the werewolf he thought he was. He thought it was Michael. Like the hybrid one? Yes, that, that's Jesus what you know that's what he Christ. thought he was in his head. You know he thought he was like Michael. <laughs> but he's not. <laughs> I just laughed my ass off when I thought of that last night. Because you know he has that voice in his head where he talks like strong and tough and he growls and stuff, but then it's just him on the outside. Um 
So Jeremy dropped out of school his sophomore year of high school, was at a bit of a low spot in life with his days consisting of drugs, alcohol, and wrist slitting, with Jeremy attempting suicide once before the age of 20. So, you know, he's, he's down in the dumps. <laughs> he's, a little, he's really down in the dumps. He's actually at the bottom of the landfill at this point. You know, drinking, drugs, cutting yourself. Trying to kill yourself? Yeah, what, what, what more could you want? You know? But um, part of me thinks he should have just done it. And it was like Family Guy. He hung himself from the fan and the fan broke. <laughs> <laughs> and, from, and from fucking, um, what's it called? Um, oh, my God. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Remember like when the stock market crashed and Frank tries to hang himself like twice? <laughs> And his, but his neck is so fat he can't he, he can't choke because the rope won't kill him. <laughs> Anyways, um, so let's get back to it. So, um, oh yeah, uh, Jeremy also suffered from fetal alcohol syndrome during his mother's nonstop excessive drinking throughout her pregnancy with him. So this caused Jeremy to suffer from a lower mental capacity than someone his normal age. So much lower that at 23, Jeremy had the mental development of a 14-year-old, which might be why he chose to hang around younger people. Or he's a damn pedophile. Um, but I'm sure there, there, there might be some truth to the alcohol thing. Well, there, well, there is truth to it. You know, it does mm-hmm. slow your mental capacity. Yeah, drinking. I don't know anyone that has it. Do you oh, know any, anyone? I do. Are you, oh, really? Who? Um, like, some guy at church camp. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, what's it? I mean, is it clear? Like. Yes. That's awful. Man, that's awful. Jesus. I can't even imagine. Poor kid. But no, yeah. So he's... You know, he, he doesn't have, he, he was kind of set to fail from the beginning, don't you think? I mean, like, really? I don't know how you get yourself out of this pit. I really don't. Like, I don't know what you do at this point to, like, make, to, like, make your life better. You go to church on Sundays. Facts. Yeah. All right, guys. Go to church. <laughs> Fuck you, stay off TikTok. I don't know why that man researches on TikTok. <laughs> I'm glad I did though. It's kind of funny, but it's also That's really favorite song. it's really fucking annoying. I hate that song. Um, Is that but, why you always clapping your hands in the air? Oh yeah, I love it. I, yeah, the, hey, audience can see I'm slowly clapping my hands right now, motherfucker. You know every word to it. I do. No, I don't. I know the chorus. I think we all only know the chorus of that song. I don't know like any more of that song. Is that the only parts of the song actually? <laughs> I think so. I don't, I don't know. know. I know more of it. Chris Tomlin's version. Of course you do. <laughs> Who's Chris Tomlin? <laughs> Wait, do you think I would come to ch- the ch- church? I wish. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who he is. Then I guess. No, he's like really big. It's whatever. Go okay. On. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. We got this on track. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. We, we. Yes, we did. <laughs> wow. Wow. This this took a roadmap to follow. <laughs> um, so, anyways, in the end, though, Jeremy was led to the goth, uh, to like the local gossip <laughs> hangout to find fringe. Or to find friends, which so happened to be the med- the the uh, Medicine Hat Mall, and that's where he met young Jasmine Richardson. Just so it's just so perfect for them to be able to meet, you know, just like strangers in the night, <laughs> exchanging glances. <laughs> I mean, there's just like a 23 year old walking up to a 12 year old girl. That's that's gross. Although I'm pretty sure fucking Frank Sinatra like also like was into young girls too. I don't know. And kinky. Fuck! Why do you keep? Why are you? Why are? Why are you fucking slandering my good name, sir? Dennis. <laughs> it, you slander. You slandered my name so many times in the past, you motherfucker. I can think of one big one, but, but whatever. Everyone ignore that. That's a dog down. That's the bulldog downstairs. So now we're we're into the meeting and the dating. 
So Jessica was introduced to Jeremy by her friend Kaylee, and after the two met, it was love at first sight. Ooh. Jasmine was infatuated with Jeremy. She loved his claims of being an ancient werewolf god and thought the vile blood he wore as a necklace was fucking sick. <laughs> hey, man. I think we're trying too hard, guys. <laughs> MGK does weirder shit. I really think... Oh, my God, dude. This guy was a proto-MGK. Yeah, he was MGK the first. drinks blood. They, him and Megan Fox drink blood together. Each other's blood. It's kind of it's cool. What? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm man, joking. No, it's not. What? May I go downstairs? Yeah, now? I quit the show. <laughs> no, fuck you. Fuck. No, no, I'm joking. It's not. I'm joking. He wasn't I'm joking. joking. Yeah, I, totally if they would have saw, I wouldn't drink. If these people would have saw your face, you were not joking. I would dead. not. I will not drink. Your blood. face was dead serious. No, it's not. I will not drink blood. I'm not a vampire. I'm not a vampire. That's what you and your uh, future wife are going to do. Oh my god, knock it off. We need to get back to the show. We've we gotten sidetracked too many times. Um, but so, <laughs> so after t- um, talking for many months, or for t- uh, talking for many months, Jeremy finally asked Jasmine to be his girlfriend on Valentine's Day of two thousand six. A question that made her shriek with joy. I wonder if they had like a goth celebration, you know, like where they sat in the dark and they like only like drank like black coffee, and just like t- and just like fucking had torches around and shit, you know, <laughs> to like because it was Valentine's Day. But I really do think we're missing something, guys. I think we're trying too hard. Because this guy just has to like, wear blood around his neck and claim to be a werewolf. It worked. So, um, so Jasmine decided to keep, um, to keep her and Jeremy's relationship a secret from her parents. As she thought that dating a young man that was 11... Or, yeah, a young man that was 11 years older than her might come across as negative to her family. So, in order to keep con- in contact with each other, the two would message each other constantly via like message boards and emails. You know, this is 2006, back in the day. As well as having late night phone calls and even Jasmine sneaking off to his trailer in order to hang out with Jeremy. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, literally, like, it's just, it, it, it's weird. Very. It's weird. Keith, have you ever, like, snuck over to someone's house or, like, had someone sneak over to your house? Actually, I don't know. I was going to say, I don't see you ever doing that. No. Date? Actually, I'm assuming uh, you had to have, or you had someone. No, I never had to. Really? I asked and I went. Did you ever have? Well, I, did you ever have anyone sneak, sneak over? I never had to. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. We did it for parties, but like, that was like the only reason why we did so that's, it. That's my case with like most of the time. Then really, you, you just like you were just allowed to go. Yeah. I was too. Mom, 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 like mom's like super cool. She didn't like really care where I was going to, as long as I was just safe. It's kind of it's kind of nice. So um, anyways. Now we get to the night of the rock show. Mm-hmm. Another song on Blink One Eighty Two. This is the night. Yeah, well, this is like where they start to take a turn for the worst. Was Ronnie Radke there? Oh, I fucking wish he was there, dude. He would have fucking like threw. He would have threw the mic stand at the pedophile. I think he did back in the day. He threw a mic stand. Yeah, he threw it at this guy. So um, after no, after um, like no communication between the two, um, like. Because it's you know her parents had severely restricted. Jasmine began to settle down, and after asking her parents if she could go to a rock show, they agreed, but only under the condition that they go with her. However, during the show, her parents found her making out with a guy in his mid twenties, wearing a hoodie and sporting black face paint. You, she did this by her parents. Yeah, you guys want to guess who, what, who it is? Well, she ran off. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, it was. So like, so like, she ran off, and her parents couldn't find her. And then they like, you know, like walked around. They found her making making out with Jeremy in the fucking alleyway. It's just so fucking gross, dude. I mean, he's 20 fucking three. It's just so gross. That is gross. It's just so weird. Because, like, I keep forgetting that as I'm telling the story, I'm going, like, wait, she's 12, and he's 23. 
So after Jasmine explained, you know, because her parents were, um, after Jasmine explained the situation to her parents, they understandably flipped out, <laughs> think like we all would, and forbade Jasmine from seeing the man, you know, because they're going like, you're 12, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Essentially, yeah. So they also took away her phone and her computer as well, and they even grounded her. So they were literally, literally just like making her, you know, she can't go anywhere. Um, but this didn't stop her from sometimes sneaking out to Jeremy's trailer, though, where the two would engage with, with each other physically. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, this guy doesn't stop, man. You can skip that part. Well, Keith, I had I had to say it. <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't think I had to, but I, I I put it in there. Well, I mean, seriously, he well, hey, it comes into play later on in the script, actually. Must she get pregnant? No. Oh no! God damn! Can you imagine? No, thank God. Uh, so now we get to the planning. So the two began to plan the murders of Jasmine's family around two months into dating, if you want to call it dating. Um, Jasmine being at the front end of the operation, so she was the brains of, of the whole thing. She would tell Jeremy that she loved him and only him and how they were meant to be together and that she wanted to go back and live with him in his trailer forever. Okay, well, not, okay, not really. She, she didn't really say that exact thing, like fairy tale like she, she didn't say that she wanted to live with him, and she didn't say, like, she didn't make it sound like, I want to go back and live with you in your trailer forever, Jeremy. Like, it wasn't like that. Like, well, can you imagine, though? So that means you thought of that. Which is fucked. No, I didn't. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, what? Yeah, this is. Oh, God. No, yeah, this is life I want. To live in a trailer with a fucking, with a fucking kid. Yeah, this is what I fucking want. Keith. They physically. No, yeah. fuck you. Okay, we're oh, moving okay. on. Whoa, we're whoa, moving whoa. on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Um, so Jeremy would later claim to have no, like, no part in the actual planning of the whole thing. Um, he just um, said that he was the muscle behind it and he was willing to do whatever Jasmine told him. But like, part of me does wonder if he didn't like, you know, coax her on about it. You know, like, you know, cause he's like, he's like, yeah, I want to be with her. So like, I guess like what I'm saying is like when she was like saying like, Hey, do you think this is a good idea? He's so being bossed around by a 12 year old. Yeah. But like, I, you know, like he want, I think, you know, he wanted them dead too. Cause he wanted to be with her. Cause he's an idiot. And he, and he thought it was going to work. So like, part of me does like, is wondering if he was if, like, when she was like, Hey, is this a good idea to do during the plan or whatever? He was, if he wasn't going with something like, you know, like, yeah, I think it'll work. Cause just, you know, trying to coax her on about it, you know, cause he wanted to, wanted to do it. I mean, he didn't try to stop her. He, yeah. I mean, he didn't do anything to stop her. He was good. He was for it the whole way. Um, then like most stupid 12 year olds, Jeremy, or sorry, Jasmine asked several of her friends if they wanted to assist her and Jeremy in the killing of her family. Two, um, two of them declined. You know, two of them did. Um, even Jeremy, at 23, who was, de um, who was declined after he asked two of his friends, a couple of homeless 17-year-olds named Grant and Jordan. However, even though multiple people had been asked to help out in a triple murder of a family, not one of them alerted law enforcement to the plan. Yeah. So it's just kind of sad, you know. They knew it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, like they, they knew they knew it was gonna happen. Well, they had something to say. No, I mean, I was gonna say, I mean, well, what did they have to gain from it? That like, they had, they had nothing to gain. Yeah, I they, mean, no, they had nothing to gain. They just got told like, hey, we're gonna kill this, we're gonna kill this girl's family. You want to help out? No, I'm good. Hey, we're gonna kill my parents and my brother. You guys want to help out? No, I'm good. But they didn't tell anyone. I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't. But now we get to the murders. So on April 23rd, 2006, just uh, two months after they began dating, Jeremy Steinke viciously killed his 12-year-old girlfriend's family. I have to keep reiterating that part. Again, she's 12. Um, it's believed that while the family was gone, Jasmine snuck Jeremy into the house, who then waited on the family to get home. 
after the fa- after the family's arrival, he waited patiently for someone to come downstairs because he was hiding out in the basement. That someone was the mother, 48-year-old Deborah Richardson. Here we go. So once Deborah's back was turned, Jeremy jumped out from his hiding spot and stabbed and stabbed Deborah well over 12 times until she stopped moving. Her screams had been more than enough to grab her husband Mark's attention, who sprinted downstairs only to see his wife lying on the floor covered in her own blood. God, can you just imagine that shit, that scene? Yeah, literally. I mean, it's just fucking awful. I don't want to imagine it. Well, it's just fucking awful. Like, none of this was necessary. <laughs> when you look at the circumstances, and that, like, like what, like, like who the people were in the play, just none of this, it, this just shouldn't have happened. So, Mark did try to fight back, though. After picking up a nearby screwdriver, he was able to tackle Jeremy to the ground. But Jeremy was able to wrestle Mark off of him, and as before, stabbed Mark repeatedly until he stopped moving. Jasmine's little brother, Tyler, who was eight at the time, was found upstairs in his blood-covered bed with his throat slit from ear to ear. By invest, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know why... I don't know why they went so... It had to be animosity on Jeremy's part, didn't it? Because, I mean, like, unless, like, you know, she told him, like, you know, I want you to fucking stab them a shit ton. Why did he stab them over to fucking a dozen times each? And then fucking... damn near cut boy have to do about it with it? And then, well, then, and then damn near cut her brother's fucking head off. I mean, I just don't see why he had to go that fucking... He could have just, just shot him if it was just, you know, take take the family out of it. He could have just fucking shot him. But no, he just chose to stab him a bunch. Little oil can suppressor? And... what? Yeah. That... No, what does that even actually work? Yeah, do yeah, those like suppressor things that the people say do they even work? Yeah, really? Yes. Damn, we'll show me some like videos about that afterwards. But no, yeah, I just don't get like what the I just don't get like where the animosity and aggression came from. I, re- I really just don't get where it came from because it's just none of it was necessary. So um, now, um, although she was not seen as a suspect at first, it was seen as. Very suspicious that the she was the that Jasmine was the only family member that wasn't accounted for. So since she was twelve, police put out an Amber Alert, and Jasmine and Jeremy were picked up the following day near a place, <coughs> near a place called Leader, Saskatchewan, in Canada. It's Canadian guys. Keep that in mind. Where's it by? Is it by anything that I would know? I tell you, this is this is near Saskatchewan. No, no, no. It, the town's called Leader. No, we don't know anywhere. Province. It's probably okay. Well, maybe I don't know where it's by. I don't even know where Saskatchewan is on the map. Do you guys? <laughs> no. Yeah, me neither. So um, now we're, we're going to get to the trial. So as the trial began, it was clear to officials that the two had been in, had been in on it together due to the large cachet of digital correspondences that the two had sending each other: emails, chats, you know, that kind of stuff, phone records. They they saw everything. Like, can you imagine the police going through that? Just like, I would ew, do. ew, it's been sick. Ooh, yeah. Someone has to do that shit. God. I feel bad for Fuck them. Fuck that job. I feel bad for them. That's gross. Um, so, so um, it, anyways, after they were in custody, the couple's friends came forth and finally told police that they had, in fact, been told of the murder, murders, but failed to tell anyone about them in fear of being killed themselves. I call bullshit on that one. I call bullshit. If, if four people come forth, you know, about it, I think the cops might believe you. Yep. Just putting that out there. So, however, in this trial, justice isn't necessarily served in the end. Due to her young age, Jasmine was seen as re- re- rehabilitatable by the system. Jasmine was, was sentenced to six years in jail. After her release, she was to, go, she was to um, undergo four years of community supervision in order to help rehabilitate her into normal life. 
So they've done this before in child cases. Yeah. There was a case, I forget what, I forget what it was called. Like we'll, we'll, we'll probably do it someday. I think it was a British case where those two um, boys that were like eight and nine or something like that. Or shot like, the one, shot the gun. No, no, they, they like, um, they like led this um, like three-year-old away from his mom in a mall and then like they fucking like brutally torched him in like some railroad tracks and killed him. It's like a, yeah, like we'll probably cover it someday, but like with those what kids, the they were like eight and 10 or like something like that, nine or 10. And, um, they, it was like Jacob Venison or something like that. And, um, another kid, but they, they were like nine and 10 and they, they got, um, put away like in some like hospital until like they were in their teens and they got like new names because like they're, I think it was, I think it's up until you're 15. They can with rehabilitation. You can like physically like rewire, like rewrite your brain. Like you can like because you're not de- done developing yet. Yeah. So they can they try to actually do that if you're young enough. And she was young enough, so that's how she got out of like prison. Um, but I don't know. Like I don't know if it necessarily works or not because like when it comes to, to like the Venable kid. Sorry, it was Venable. Again, like James Venable, he like got in trouble for like fucking um, like child pornography and like sexual assault on women. Like when he was like in his twenties. So I don't know if it necessarily works or not. <laughs> Anyways, so she went through with her sentence, and she completed her community supervision. And after getting out of like out of the ward, she has been purportedly been doing well, and she has expressed great sadness for her actions and wishes that she could take it all back. Yeah, maybe because she doesn't have a fucking family. She doesn't have a family anymore. Yeah, she doesn't have a family anymore. She's she's um she'd be twenty three right now. I'm technically like a couple years older than her. She, yeah, she'd be twenty three cool. or twenty four. Fuck her. Cool. Yeah, no. Unless I'm saying she's still young as fuck. Oh no, no, fuck her. Yeah, no, she should not have been let out like that. No, no, not at all. Um, but no, she has a full time job and she has a new identity. Um, and they they cleared her record in twenty a couple this or a couple years ago. So yeah, we, we don't know until she fucks up like the Venables kid does. That's the reason he has a Wikipedia page that keeps going because like he he's had his identity changed like two twice already for like child porn charges. And then, like, we just keep finding out who he is because he keeps getting in trouble for it as he gets older. Um, but, no, I think she was one of the youngest murderers in Canadian history as well, if I remember correctly. I'd hope. So, um, Jeremy Steinke, however, was who was much older than 12 years old, didn't get the same treatment that Jasmine got. Jeremy was slapped with three life sentences, one for each of the family members that he killed. He, however, was not slapped with sexual misconduct on a minor, as the two had never talked about it via communication. I'm going to say, come on, just fucking give it, just fucking give him the charge. Or just public stoning. Hey, hang draw and quarter. Hang draw, honestly, this is a great opportunity to do with Canada, but they're too nice. Mm-hmm. They would never do it. No. But no, yeah, so that's, that really is, um, it was a quick episode, but that's basically the end of it. Um, she has a new identity. Um, she has a record change, kind of like Frank Castle from the other night. Like, she got, has all new shit. And we don't know who she is. She'd be at 23, 24 now. Um, Jeremy is still in prison. He changed his name to something. It was he changed his name to his mother's name because she died. I know that, but he's gonna be in prison for the rest of his life. He doesn't have like any parole or anything. So um, yeah, that's the end of the story, guys. What do you think? Age gap is fucked. Yeah, yeah, it really is. You know, I was thinking like a lot of our age gap stories happened like back in the early 1900s. You know, like with Albert Fish, like his parents. Um, um, well, this was in the early two. This was in the early. 1900s this was um remember um what's his name i remember Malat's dad was like fucking fucking 38 and his wife at the time was like 16 so that wasn't really like that far back but no this is in 2006 in canada too you'd think it'd be like a lot more yeah <laughs> i don't know safer you think so but no guys yeah it was a disgusting episode um it sucks that the family had to die just because of 
a 12-year-old girl, again, that she did, she doesn't know what you're talking, you don't know what you're talking when you're 12, you know? Nope. And this guy, her, her boyfriend, basically had the mind of a 12-year-old, because, you know, he had fetal alcohol syndrome, and he had done a bunch of drugs, and drank himself, and like, all that kind of shit, so yeah, he didn't really know what he was doing either. But no, guys, yeah, so that's the end of the, uh, this week's episode. Um, the next time we record, we'll be back from, you'll, you guys will be back from Snowshoe, and I'll have a great serial killer episode to do. Um, Tay, what was, what did you want to say about the, um, the shirt? Like the I was waiting on you. Yeah, no, I, I really, I want to do it. Whoever leaves a five-star review on the podcast will be entered to win a free Skeleton Key podcast t-shirt. All you have to do is just leave five stars a tip, and then we will see who leaves the five stars, and you'll be entered in the drawing, and you can win a free t-shirt. Yeah, no, we'll send it to, um, anywhere within the <laughs> United States, um, and like if you're at like if you're in Brazil, fu- uh, Brazil, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> we have international shipping. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Just um, yeah, like you said, just enter to win, and you'll get put in the drawing, and you can get a dope ass shirt. All you gotta do is click five star review. It's it. Yep, simple as that, people. Um, but yeah, no, guys. So yep, next week we're back in the circular episode. Um, follow us on socials: the Skeleton Key Podcast. You know, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, soon to be um, um, TikTok. And I will and be YouTube. posting the. T-shirts on the Instagram story of what they look like. They're yes. very badass. Yes, sir. Thank you. They're so they will be on our Instagram so you can see what they look so, like. So fucking cool. I They're... worked out finding Nathan. I mean, he did a great job. On and it. you can choose it. between black or red. They're badass. Yeah, we have you know every size from um, from small to extra large. They're and sweet. In the future, hopefully, we'll have some um, you know other sizes, you know bigger sizes, and you know other kinds of you know artwork and designs. Well, right, guys, um, that's it for this week. I'll catch you all next week. Um, everyone, take care. Be safe, and I'll see you later. Peace.